Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? Ho, ho, ho! It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Welcome to our show. This is episode number 25. Wow, that's amazing already. Hey, yes. we want to thank everybody for checking out our rockingthervlife.com. Thank you very much. If you haven't been to our website, you're certainly invited to check it out. And I want to thank everybody who's been buying some of our merchandise in yes. our little store that we have. Yes, we greatly appreciate that. Thank yep. you. We've been, what, selling tote bags, coffee cups, mm-hmm. t-shirts, a mm-hmm. couple sweatshirts. Yep. Well, we're back in Ohio, and we're planning our next trip. We drove across the United States, started off, when we were in Palm Springs, we came down that Oregon and California coast. We're mm-hmm. in Palm Springs for a while. We were also in Las Vegas. For a while. Mm-hmm. Then we headed to Zion National Park, mm-hmm. the Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. Ooh, those were fun. We did a little standing on the corner in Winslow, Arizona. Yep, we sure did. <laughs> <laughs> then we went to Albuquerque. What a beautiful city. Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love those adobe-style houses everywhere. And Amarillo, Texas, mm-hmm. up into Oklahoma City, where we found an amazing harvest oh, house. Oh, yes, called Cityside.Farm. This turned out to be a fantastic place to spend the night because it's just east of Oklahoma City. It's on the east side. It's right off the freeway, and it's owned by two couples. Yes. Twins. Yes, they're twins with their husbands. Identical twins. Right. Now, these identical twins are actually triplet, mm-hmm. but the third one actually is fraternal. So, right. But these two are identical, so it was really fun to see that since I'm a twin. And they're really it. nice people, I oh, think. Oh, they're so nice. Corey and Sarah and Catherine and Jason. Mm -hmm. Very, very nice. And they have a host of animals. They had two donkeys. Yes. They had a cat. Mm -hmm. Slippers. Slippers. And Eva the dog. Eva the dog. (laughs) So. And chickens and a rooster. Oh, it was a rooster, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I like hearing the rooster. I do, too. I love it. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was very nice. But we picked up some lettuce Mm -hmm. because they have a greenhouse. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of there before the growing season. Mm -hmm. Oh, that bread. (gasps) Oh, sourdough bread. That's the best I've ever had. Yeah, it was really fantastic. That was so fresh and, and so amazing. fresh eggs. And we got fresh eggs. After Oklahoma City, as we were crossing the country to get back home to Ohio, we stopped in... Marshfield, Missouri. Now, that was a really unique little RV park. Yeah. A great one-nighter. That was great. It was just like in a parking lot right. behind a Holiday Inn mm-hmm. Express. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was called the RV Express. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was very nice, very clean. It was. All cement. Uh-huh. We had a heck of a storm that night. Mm-hmm. I did laundry there. <laughs> yeah, you did laundry. How was the laundry? <laughs> it was just okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From there, we went to Effingham. Effingham. <laughs> Illinois. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. It's a great town. Yeah. Nice it place. Is. Very we nice. stayed in a Coles parking lot. Yes, that was perfect. We were going to stay at the Cracker Barrel, but it was really it right was next to the freeway. Right next to the freeway. It was Couldn't loud. Do that. Mm-hmm. Then we made a stop in Dayton, and then we were back home in Medina, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And it's great being back in Ohio, although the weather in the Midwest has been a little crazy. You know, we ran yeah. into some uh, heavy-duty storms and some pretty heavy-duty winds as we crossed the country. We did. Mm-hmm. And then we get to Ohio, and one night it's 27 degrees, <laughs> and a couple of days later it's 80. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't know what to do here. <laughs> and it's totally different in Ohio because it's not dry. Yeah. It rains a lot. Oh, my There's gosh. There's plenty of water. There's no water restrictions. Right. Mm-hmm. You can wash your RV if you want. We're right. out west. No, you can't wash your RV. Yes. You know, they really have a lot of water restrictions. Right. An entirely different situation. Yeah. But as we cross the country, we were talking about our next trip. We were thinking that, well, maybe we'll head up the west side of Michigan into the Upper Peninsula, maybe eastward across Canada, into Maine, down to Key West. Mm -hmm. So as we were driving, we started talking about all the truckers out there because, boy, there's a lot of semi-trucks on the road. Yeah, a lot of truck traffic going Mm -hmm. across the country. Yeah. Does that make you nervous when a truck goes to pass you? It does, because sometimes they just go flying right by in that left lane, you know? Uh Because actually, they're all going faster than we are, Yeah, (laughs) it seems like, anyway. They have to be somewhere where we really don't. You know they're heavy, and as they're going by you, they kind of push you. They do. When they're coming up to the front, you feel that RV going to the right a bit. When they come by you, the RV is pushed to the right. Yeah. As they pass you on the Mm -hmm. left. And then when they get about halfway, three quarters past you, the suction occurs Mm -hmm. and you're kind of sucked to the left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So you got to really keep your hands on that wheel and prepare for it, which I do when I'm, you know, Mm -hmm. I know they're coming and I see them coming. Yeah, you're real good with it. Yeah, thanks. But they're intimidating. When you go in to get gas, Mm. for us, you know, we have that front engine and it's a gasoline engine. So we have to find gasoline in the front of the gas station, usually right. the truck stops, uh-huh. and we have to negotiate with the cars. There'll be a pump open, mm-hmm. but then somebody has left their car there and they're in buying candy <laughs> oh or something. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. It happens all the time. Yeah. When you're done pumping gas in your car Just and you want to go car. in the store, move your car into a parking space so somebody else can get gas, especially if it's a big rig and it's blocking everybody. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's it really so is. so annoying. But when you go around the back, maybe you want to have a sandwich, take a break or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of truck traffic back yep, there. they're all sitting they're, back there. Yeah, and they're going to the diesel pumps, uh-huh. and you want to make sure that you don't get in their way. Right. I kind of get the impression truck drivers really don't like RVers. Yeah, I do too. I know. I wonder what they think. Well, we decided to go to the source. We have a good friend, Steve Mehal, who drives a truck. Yes. Drives a semi. And he's been doing it for decades. Uh-huh. He's also a musician. Yeah. <laughs> he's an all-round good guy. Great guy. And he's here to tell us what it's like to be a truck driver and deal with people like us in RVs. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, welcome to the show. It is a pleasure being here and a great honor. You know, oh. we always catch up on Facebook and other social media <laughs> platforms, but to see you in person and to be able to talk with you is a real treat. Yeah. Not only have you put in miles on the road, but you've put in miles with a guitar. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're an accomplished musician. And you've got to tell this story about playing with Dan Fogelberg. Oh, yeah, it was pretty exciting. I actually was working with 
the Michael Stanley band right. as a uh, roadie. Mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of sound work with them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I met a gentleman named Bill Simsek. Yeah, the producer. The producer. He heard me playing an acoustic guitar because they were trying to get a check on the sound of this guitar. So mm-hmm. they wanted somebody to go up and play it. And he says, boy, you got a pretty good sounding uh, voice in that. Would you like to do some some work with me? I said, I would love to. And I never thought in a million years that I would be on stage with Dan Fogelberg. Wow. Oh gosh, and, uh, that's so cool. Performing warm-up acts for him. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. That's, that's where it took me. And, yeah, great. Uh, and Just, you actually played in the band one, one yes, time with him. Yes, his guitar player decided he uh, didn't like a, a wall for some reason, and oh, he no. got into a fight with it. With a wall? <laughs> with a wall. Oh, and gosh. You don't do that. <laughs> no. So his, his hand was pretty messed up, and he couldn't play that evening. So at the spur of the moment, he needed a guitar player, and he asked if I would sit in with the band. And I said, I would love to. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, that's great. But you've been driving a truck. Yes, I have. And you have been to probably every corner of this country, right? Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, close to it. How many years have you been at it? 32. Wow. Now, what has been your longest journey, do you think? Well, probably east coast to west coast. Mm-hmm. I've done that. We start off at the east coast, you pick up a load, you go to the west coast, you drop it off, you turn around, and you come back to the east coast again. Wow. And that's uh, kind of a grueling drive right well so then you must have to stop in the rest areas and sleep Mm -hmm. at night yeah and then uh well you've been at it for 32 years yes so things have changed a little bit a little bit and there are (laughs) regulations where you got to stop and rest right yeah Uh, well you always had to Mm -hmm. but with the paper logs there were ways of getting around that no yeah but i can't imagine yeah but you couldn't (laughs) drive straight through you can't keep driving and driving you got to take a break at some point unless you have somebody with you that's driving yes you can unless you have like you know unless you have some aids with you right Right. uh, (laughs) we'll leave it at that right Uh (laughs) well of course i never did that well no i I was talking about your wife or somebody you know oh oh, that kind of aid oh yeah (laughs) i was thinking more like that oh, oh, man. So, oh man. yeah okay so does your wife go with you on no movies? no um we have an autistic daughter at home okay. and so she's very high functioning mm-hmm. autistic mm-hmm. oh that's good but she has a job and she goes to work mm-hmm. and either my wife has to take her or pick her up or uh-huh. sometimes i do when i'm home mm-hmm. so you know our focus is our daughter yes. right and my wife kind of thinks it's boring to ride in a truck for hours and hours and hours so (laughs) i I can't blame her she is she is not afraid to drive a truck is she no she's not she used to be a firefighter with the city of seven hills and she drove the big rigs the big fire trucks for them wow that's amazing i used to back them into the garage and that and she got behind the wheel of my truck a few times and not even knowing how to shift you know a big rig a 13 Mm -hmm. speed she did just fine oh, wow oh, man. double clutching it and just incredible she impressed me <laughs> oh, <laughs> and you're a man. tough guy to impress yeah. <laughs> that's good Aww. so you drive a semi and it's got 13 speeds mm-hmm. so then it must have like a bedroom like a bed back there behind your seats it's it, like an rv isn't yeah, it yeah what do you yeah. have in there is it kind of like an rv with a I've kitchen seen, and a bathroom i've and seen bedroom? some pictures on facebook <laughs> <laughs> yeah what's it what's it i always wonder what's in these big well, trucks it has the amenities of home i mean it has a pretty good size bed mm-hmm. yeah 
It's 42 inches wide and 80 inches long, mm, that's uh, which is about the size of a twin, uh-huh. somewhere around there. That's okay. about our first RV. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, I have a microwave in there, a refrigerator, oh my gosh. kind of a makeshift bathroom. Oh. And wow. I can stay out indefinitely, yeah, really. Yeah, right. I keep replenishing the refrigerator so uh-huh. I can keep cooking. And, what is it, like a dormitory-sized refrigerator, a small yeah. one? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. exactly. And it's you probably have a generator. One. I have an APU. It has uh-huh. an auxiliary power unit. Uh-huh. So that keeps the batteries charged. I don't have to run the engine at night because uh-huh. that saves a lot of fuel. And these days, that's really, oh. really important. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. What about entertainment? TV, satellite? What? I have a TV in there. And basically, I just use it for when I'm done with a nine or 10 hour drive, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch anything real serious. No, no. I, I just love sitcoms, yep. love mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. TV has a DVD player built in, mm-hmm. and I'll watch that at night. Sometimes fall asleep to it, sometimes okay. just turn it off and go to sleep. You must have a great sound system in this truck, right? I do. I do. Um, I put it together myself. There you go. <laughs> and uh, with the help of Horizon Audio in Akron. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Canton, I should say. I'm sorry, Horizon, here in Canton. <laughs> Has a pretty good subwoofer, and I've got an amplifier. Puts out about 350 watts. Oh, my God. So. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> And oh, that'd be nice listening to that going down the road. I'm sure you you still have a CB, right? Still have a CB. Oh, a CB. So the truckers still use the CBs and talk to each other, huh? They do. What do you guys talk about? Oh, it's a little different these days. Is it? I mean, it used to be you could get any information you needed on the CB. You know, from weather conditions to the time to people telling you if there's an accident or a slowdown ahead. Mm -hmm. Very hard to find that information out these days. Even radar traps and stuff? Even radar traps. Mm -hmm. And once in a while, you'll hear hear a driver coming up there saying, hey, there's a bear in the middle at the 225. Mm -hmm. He's looking at you. You know, so you have to... You know, you keep that in mind, and that's good. And then you usually come back to him as a courtesy, saying, hey, you're clear all the way to Flagtown or wherever Uh you're at. Right. But these days, there's a lot of smack talk on the CBs. Oh, no kidding. A lot of times, people just start, uh, they're mad at somebody because they're taking their good old time or or something, and there's no courtesy anymore. Very little. And it's a shame because trucking used to be one of the best jobs out there. Mm -hmm. And I still think it is one of the better jobs. Yeah. But there's different things you have to deal with these days than you used to have to. So then when you're driving these long shifts, is it stressful? I would say yes, but I handle the stress a lot better than I used to. And when I first started driving, I would I'd get away from behind the wheel and I just kind of take a deep breath and relax and then realize how tight my muscles were wound up. Yeah. Nowadays, I don't really do that because everybody finds a, a way to relieve stress right like behind the wheel mm-hmm. and you know it's mostly mind over matter and uh, but there's those times where you know a car spins out in front of you in the winter and mm. or 
you know, something happens, somebody slams on, gets in front of you and slams on the brakes. And right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's stressful. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, well, are you telling me that there are idiot drivers out there? <laughs> no. 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 Everybody's a great driver. It's just... You know, from what I see driving an RV, the thousands of miles that I've driven an RV, and Patty, too, I can't fathom what you have seen. It's interesting. I mean, you've got a nice flat front, sort of like a like an old cab over front right. of your RV. Mm-hmm. And you can see what's going on in front of there. Right. I have a hood. Yeah. And that hood is about six feet high. Yeah. And there's lots of times, I, I know one time I had uh, one of those smart cars in front of me. I glanced away for a second to look in my mirrors. I looked back and I couldn't see him. He was so close that he disappeared in front of me. Right. Oh my gosh. And I finally, he pulled up just far enough so I could see the front of his car. And that's when I hit the brakes to oh. slow down so he wouldn't be so close. I right. mean, we had to have been within about a foot of each other. Oh. And that's such a small car, yeah. you can get lost. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we see people, uh, you know, they'll tailgate you, uh, and then they'll pass you, and they'll cut you off. And then we see a lot of people who will be getting on the freeway, and you know they have not looked. They have no idea a big RV is there towing a car. They -hmm. have no idea a semi is there. And then suddenly you see them react. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. People do not practice situational awareness, Mm -hmm. you know, in cars it's not there and you can tell the good drivers from the bad i mean the people coming onto a freeway they speed up they get in front of you they keep going at a good speed they're great drivers Mm -hmm. but then the people at the last minute they think to look in their mirror at the last minute and right before they come on and then they see a big rv or a big semi right there and they freak out yeah, so they finally take the finger out of their nose and look in their mirror, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then they usually point the finger at me, right, you know, yeah, going right. by like yeah. I'm the one at yeah, fault. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, another thing I see, because we have a high perch, you see people on their phones. Yes, probably a good 8 out of 10 people are, are yeah. either texting or they're yeah. talking or, or mm-hmm. something. They've got a handheld phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you, when I'm driving my car and I see a truck and he wants to get in or he has to get over here or he needs a little bit more room, I always give it to him. Yeah. I'm a good driver in the first place, but second of all, I've driven a big rig, you know, an RV, and I know what it's like to get in a bit of a jam, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really appreciate it when somebody lets me in or understands that, hey, I've got to get over to this lane, you know? Well, we really appreciate that. When people will let us in or even flash their lights. A mm-hmm. lot of driving schools now for trucks, they're teaching the drivers not to flash their lights anymore because it could mean something else. Mm-hmm. We all know at the old school truck drivers, I mean, mm-hmm. we still flash our lights to let somebody over. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll even do that with a four-wheeler. They're having trouble merging. Mm-hmm. I'll flash my lights to let them know, hey, it's okay to come over. With us, you know, we chase the nice weather, but with you guys, you can't. You have to just go wherever your load needs to be if you've got a snowstorm up ahead or you're going to be you know in the next few days going through snow and ice i guess you just have to go huh Mm -hmm. the company i work for they're fantastic with telling us that if the conditions if you feel the conditions aren't 
good enough to travel, pull it over, call dispatch, tell them you're going to wait it out. Mm -hmm. And they have no problem with that at all because we haul hazardous material. Oh, what do you haul? Anything from chemicals to acids to wax to oil. Oh, man, yeah, you got to be so careful. Mm -hmm. And oh my gosh, and if you slip on the ice... Well, another heads up for drivers out there. You don't want that in your back seat. Right. So give them all the room in the world. That's right. Every time I see those little things on the back, it's the The warnings, the the placards. Yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, I I don't like to get near those. (laughs) uh, I I started out, I hauled gasoline Mm -hmm. for about 20 years around Northeast Ohio. Oh, Wow. wow. Got a lot of experience with that. Mm -hmm. And then for the last 12 years or so, I've been over the road. I've always pulled tankers, and Mm -hmm. I've always hauled hazardous material. Mm -hmm. It's just something that kind of gets in your blood, and you like that. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, the hazardous material I haul is Patty. (laughs) Hey, that was terrible. All right. Uh, That was Jeff. Kinsbach saying that, not, <laughs> not me. <laughs> yes, yeah. he'll be sleeping on the couch again. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the things I put up with here. Uh, all right, the million-dollar question. What do truckers think of RVs and RV drivers? That's a loaded question. Because <laughs> I kind of get the impression that they think RVs are just a big pain in the butt. But you also have, they're different. You've got the motorhomes and then you've got the trucks pulling the trailers. That's got to be like two totally different things or is it pretty much the same? Actually, it's kind of opposite of what you you just said about it because we do have respect for the people pulling RVs mm-hmm. unless we see something happen that's really amateuristic if you will Mm -hmm. you know but we don't see too much of that out there Uh i mean most of the people pulling rvs are pretty good at it i think uh the ones that aren't good at it usually get out of it because they're usually too scared to do that but a lot of the guys in the rvs and the gals they're ex-truck drivers Right. Yes. So they've had a career like mine. Yeah. And they know how to handle them. They know how to handle mm-hmm. them. Right. right. People put a lot of money into these RVs. Mm-hmm. And people put a lot of money into their trucks, too. Right. This is a big investment. You better drive it good. Yeah. Because you don't want to make a mistake. Absolutely. Yeah. I've seen more and more women driving RVs yeah. these days. Mm-hmm. And some of them, I see them back into places that it's like, this one lady, she backed into this spot at Walmart, and she had a kind of parallel park between two semi-trucks, one in front of her and one behind her. Mm-hmm. I went up to her, and I said, ma'am, would you like a job driving truck? Yeah, really? I said, that oh, was man. better than what I could do. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that is. Uh, was it a motorhome or a truck and a trailer? It was a truck and a trailer. Truck and a trailer. Yeah. Jeez. Wow. Yep. Yeah, that's... that's even... Yeah. yeah she had a 40 three-foot trailer on the back of that oh, that dually man and some of these women are just awesome just yep. absolutely you know? awesome it's amazing so where do you think is the coolest place you've been that really sticks out in your mind i would say it's a toss-up between albuquerque new mexico mm-hmm. just because of the scenery there wow. it's just oh, yeah, gorgeous it's beautiful there and Nova Scotia, Canada. Oh. We used to deliver a Michelin plant up there. And it just breathtaking scenery. Mm-hmm. The people up there are so nice. 
you know, I have a lot of Canadian friends, mm-hmm. and you know, they're they're just wonderful people. And uh, I had a little incident up there with my health, and mm-hmm. had to spend a night in the hospital up there. Oh my gosh! And the care was incredible. Nice people. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You go to hospital here. The first thing they say is, "Where's your insurance card?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> we yeah. have good medical care. Yeah. Well, so do you get to stay? Like, once you get somewhere, do you get to like stay for a little bit and check it out, or do you have to turn around right away and leave? Well, it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends how busy we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, depends when they can find a load to come out of wherever you're at. I go to Texas quite a bit, down around the Houston area, because if, if you can't find an oil load in Texas, you're not looking hard enough. Right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Yeah. But sometimes there's a day or two where you have to sit there and wait till a load is ready or, or something like that. And I go down to Galveston when I get a chance. And usually I'm bobtailing. That means without a trailer. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'll go down on the island there, and I've got friends down there. And uh, a couple of places I can hang out, and sometimes I'll just grab a cigar, which is my only bad habit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't ask my wife that. Yeah, you got a half hour, I got a list right here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But um, I like to take a nice walk on the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were yeah. a few times I've taken my truck on the beach. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Yes. Got a good photo uh, op. Yeah. Although the one time, it was dry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to do it when the sand is dry. Because you will sink right in. And I learned the hard way. Oh, Oh, no. no. It cost me $600 to get out of there. Oh, Oh, no. And the tide was coming in. He needed snore. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, I was thinking, boy, you know, well, the tide's coming in. That'll firm up the sand, but it may also wash it away and put my truck out to sea. Oh, Oh, man. You do carry a fishing rod, don't you? (laughs) God almighty. Uh, well, we've seen semi-cab with a fifth wheel on the back of it. Oh, yeah. So instead of having a pickup truck, they just use their semi-cab and just pull their fifth wheel. Right. They can, you can buy an adapter to hook your yeah. fifth wheel, the big fifth wheel, up mm-hmm. to a smaller one yeah. that's a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you can pull that. And yeah. you never have to worry about hitch weight. Yeah, <laughs> no, right. No, no it's you gonna don't. Pull it. It's definitely yeah, going to pull it. Yeah, it's going to pull it up those hills and everything. <laughs> Is there any story that sticks out in your mind driving a truck? or? Well... This one gentleman was interviewed on a show, mm-hmm. this, this older truck driver. He must have been in his 70s. He's mm-hmm. done everything there is to do. He's pulled any kind of trailer. The host of the show asked him, so let me paint a scenario for you, and you can give me your expert opinion on what you would do. You're going down a mountain road, and that mountain road is extremely steep, and it's curvy, and all of a sudden you go to put on the brakes and you have no brakes and you keep going faster and faster you've got a heavy load on what would you do he says well i'd wake up my partner wow you know he's asleep in the bunk Mm -hmm. she said why would you do that said, because he ain't never going to see an accident like what we're going to have. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. 
Steve, oh we want to thank gosh. you very much for your time. Oh, oh it's my yeah. pleasure. And oh, uh, I know we just crossed paths in Effingham, Illinois. Just yeah. missed each we other. We just missed yep. each other. We were there the same night. Did you spend the night there? No, no. You, I was on my way to uh, oh, so you, Colorado. So you, Okay, so you passed so, through there. Mm-hmm. I stopped somewhere in Missouri. Oh, so, okay. No. <laughs> so you, yeah. So you probably passed by when we were there in Effingham, staying at the right. Coles parking lot. The Coles parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's funny. But there are so many funny names for towns. Yeah, and there uh, is. It's funny to see all. We the names. passed the Uranus Chocolate Factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my God, that's in Missouri. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. And. But it's a pleasure having you on the podcast. Yes. Make sure you give those trucks plenty of respect. And uh, if you're just driving a car, respect those RVs too. That's right. <laughs> it's been my pleasure being on here. It's an honor to be interviewed by one of the best in the industry. Oh, thank, you. thank you. So uh, Yeah, um, she's pretty good, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she is. She is. Keep listening to her. You'll, yes, you'll get yeah. good too, Jeff. I mean, it's... <laughs> it's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.